Well, it's great to have you with us this morning for our part two, week two of our series called Now What? And uh, man, last week we looked at negativity, right? Being negative, but we need to be positive even with the circumstances, right? There's a lot of negativity. And have you noticed all the complaining? Like, let me ask you, if you've complained at least once this week, go ahead and type that in chat. That's me. I've done it, right? If you've been more than 10, right, you're probably... That's probably a low week. But many of us, listen, there's a lot of complaining, and we complain about all kinds of things. I mean, there's just, think about it. We, we, we complain that it's too hot. We complain that it's too cold, right? And some of us have done that just this week, and you're going to do that this afternoon. We complain about having to stay home. We complain because we can't go out. We complain because some people are going out too much. We're complaining because people are wearing masks. We're complaining that people aren't wearing masks, right? We got all this stuff going on, and we complain either way. People aren't being six feet apart. And some of you, listen, if we just flash back like two months ago, you're complaining now about staying at home all the time. Two months ago, you were complaining because you were frazzled because you were working so much. So the fact of the matter is, we just can't win for losing. Can we just agree on that? And so I submit to you today that we have a new pandemic in town. And it's the pandemic of complaining. And as followers of Jesus Christ, listen, we need to flatten the curve on this pandemic of complaining. Wouldn't you agree? So if you agree, type amen in the chat right now. I think we can complete. We can all agree that we need to lower the curve, flatten the curve on this complaining thing. And the good news is that I have for you today is that God actually has a cure for the pandemic of complaining. He really does. He, he's got an antidote, if you will, for peace. Doesn't that sound good to have some peace in our lives? And listen, the answer to this complaining thing, God's answer is called gratitude. Gratitude. We see it in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 13. Look at this verse. A glad heart makes a cheerful face, but by sorrow of heart, the spirit is crushed. Having a glad heart makes a cheerful face. And, and if I'm being honest, listen, I don't see a bunch of those these days. Fortunately for me, I live with someone that almost always has a smile on her face. But listen, that's a hard issue. It's a hard issue. If you want to please, right, if you want to improve the face value of your face, put a smile on it. That's a great way to do it. We all need to put a smile on it, which comes from our heart. Check this out. According to a, a magazine, a psychology magazine, gratitude actually has five benefits for your life and for my life, gratitude. They say gr gratitude eliminates toxic emotions. Boy, don't we need that. Gratitude, it says, reduces pain. You can be, have a grateful heart and it reduces pain. It also improves sleep quality. How about that? You want to sleep better? Have some gratitude. Gratitude also, listen, it regulates stress in our bodies. And gratitude reduces anxiety and depression. Does anybody need that? God's got our answer. Does it sound like a miracle? It does, but it's really a gift from God and it's possible for you and it's not a drug and you won't hear an announcer at the back end of this read 30 seconds of disclosure about what it's going to do as harmful effects because there are none. Let me ask you, could you use a good dose of gratitude today? Are you feeling a bit critical? Is your anxiety level continuing to climb? Do you feel the pressure? Do you hear a lot of complaining words 
coming out of your mouth. Fill this in if you're taking notes. This is the big takeaway, if you will, for today. And then I'm going to illustrate it in a way in a few minutes that I pray you'll never, ever forget. Here's your fill-in. Gratitude is the gateway to peace. Gratitude is the gateway to peace. If you want to have peace in your life, you have to walk through the gateway of gratitude. And listen, the more grateful you are, the less complaining you do. The more grateful of a heart that you have, the more you smile on your face, and the less you'll hear complaining words come out of your mouth. Gratitude is the gateway to peace. Now, maybe for some of you today, you find yourself kind of in a bit of a pit. You've got high anxiety. You find yourself being more and more negative. You've got this pinned up anger. Your stress level is going up and up and you're complaining a lot. Gratitude is the gateway that will bring some peace to your life. We're going to look at a scripture today in Philippians chapter 4, and I'm going to tell you, you didn't end up just tuning into this service by accident. Whether you're catching it live right now or you find it later, maybe you've tuned in on YouTube later. Listen, you didn't click on this by accident. God wants you and I to hear a truth that will transform our lives, and it comes from Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 through 8. And I want you to understand something about this passage of scripture. Paul actually, the writer passage, wrote this from prison. Think about the similarities, right? Paul wrote this and he was locked up and he couldn't go anywhere. He couldn't change his circumstances. He didn't know what his future was going to be for sure. He didn't know if he'll be alive tomorrow or dead. He didn't know if he would still be a prisoner tomorrow or if he would be free. Starting to hit a little closer to home. Some of us can relate, right? And in this situation, him being locked up, things out of his control, here's what he writes, beginning in verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always, even in his circumstances. He says, again, I will say it, rejoice. In other words, don't miss it. I can rejoice in spite of my circumstances because joy isn't about the circumstances. It's about a heart issue. It's about walking through that gateway and having some peace that I know who's in control even in the circumstances that I don't like. Now, the Greek word there, rejoice, is the word Cairo. It means to be glad, which makes sense, but there's also a better and a more beautiful picture in there. It comes from the Greek word charis, which means grace, having God's unmerited favor. It's getting something as a gift from God that you don't deserve. And Paul said, I have that. And even though my circumstances I don't like, I still have this deeper truth that I know about God. And so I have this peace inside of me in spite of my circumstances. Can you say that today? You see, you and I as followers of Christ, we have that available to us. All we have to do, right, is do what? Step through that gateway. Follow the instructions. Look at what he says in verse five. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Listen, remember the Lord is near. He's always with you. And Paul says, for that reason, we can have this peace. Paul's still in prison. You and I are in the middle of still of a quarantine. We're in the middle of a pandemic. But God's not absent. The Lord is close, Paul reminds us. So he says this, do not be anxious about anything. <laughs> Easier said than done, right? But Paul said, because God's here and God's aware and he cares, you don't have to be anxious. 
The word anxious, I love this in the Greek. It means concerned or worried, and that's great, right? But you know what it really means deep down in the Greek? I love this. Think about this word picture. It literally means to be pulled apart in many directions. That's what anxious means. Anybody feel pulled apart in many directions right now? Paul said, I get it. But don't be like that. Don't be anxious about anything. Don't be pulled apart. Why? Because God is near and he's close. But he goes on, but in everything. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything. Remember Romans 8 from last week? God can takes all things and works them together for good for those of us that love him and called according to the purpose. Verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Even though I don't like the circumstance, God, I'm thankful that you're here. Let your request be known to God. It's a beautiful writing that Paul says you can rejoice always with thanksgiving. It's a choice to be thankful for what you have, not to complain about what you don't have. Paul says, listen, I get it. I'm in prison. I'm locked up. But you know what? My circumstances are not going to dictate my ability to rejoice and be thankful to a God that's given me way more than I deserve. And then check this out. We finish verse six. Let's look at verse seven. And the peace of God. You can't have verse seven without verse six. You've got to go to God in prayer, right? We got to do it with thanksgiving in our heart and regardless of our circumstances. And then when you do that, verse seven says the peace of God, get this, which ending. What will it do? It'll guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. The peace of God, doesn't that sound good? Doesn't that sound refreshing? And the word in the Greek is, means the exact opposite of what anxious does. Anxious is about being pulled, remember, in several different directions all at once. This word in the Greek means to be made whole. To have this peace of God, to be made whole, not to be pulled apart in all these different directions. That's what's available to those of us that are in Christ. But you can't have verse 7 without verse 6. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and petition, supplication, make your requests known to God, and then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. Because his thoughts are not our thoughts, and his ways are way above our ways. They will, he will guard our hearts and our mind in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I want to illustrate this for you this morning in a way that I pray you'll never, ever, ever forget. I will never forget this with that passage of scripture ever again. This glass right here that's almost full of water. Listen, this glass is going to represent our life like your heart, not like the heart, your organ that pumps all the blood. I'm talking about something much deeper than that. I'm talking about your thoughts and your dreams, the real you, the desires that you have. The totality of your life is this glass of water. And right now it looks pretty good, right? Nice and clear. Maybe this is like your 2019 or maybe the first quarter of 2020. Things were good, right? The kids were in school. This is the kids were still back in school with their own teachers right here, right? This is good. This is you happy. But you know what? That's not the way things are today. So then things started happening. We got this stay at home order. 
Our 401k is turned into a 201k. Somebody you know, their health has deteriorated. You're not sure about your job. You got laid off. Now here you sit today and you and I look at our lives. We got so many worries. And then our extended order of staying at home increased. And then it increased again. And what about murder hornets? They're coming, right? And we stand back and we look at our lives and we've got so many worries. And if the truth were known, many of us are not doing very well today. We're anxious. We're depressed. We're scared. And many of us are complaining a lot, a lot. You know what Jesus says? Jesus says there's a better way. What did Paul write? Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. And the peace of God won't do that. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and our minds in Christ Jesus. You see, God has an answer to our worries, to our stress, to all of our complaining, to our heart that gets out of focus with who we serve and we get it on our circumstances. And you know what God's cure is? It's a big old jug of gratitude, of gratitude. God says, I've got a plan. And here's what happens. You're going to have all kinds of things that come into your life, right? We're all seeing it. You look at your life and you're like, yeah, I don't like it. And God says, here's what I want to do. I want to pour into your life. I want you to realize that my ways are not your ways. I want you to think on the positive. I want you to have a grateful heart. I want you to think about all that you have that you don't deserve that I've given you. And my ways are above your ways. And we're going to try that, right? Some of you are saying, man, this makes so much sense. Like, why don't I just do that? Like, I'm going to start journaling this week. I'm going to journal everything that I'm grateful for. I'm going to start writing it down because I've been blessed beyond measure. And when we think about them more, you'll realize how blessed you are, how much you have to be grateful for. But then come like Wednesday, right? You've poured in, you've poured in, you've poured in some of God's grace. You focused on gratitude, but then by Wednesday, you kind of look and you're like, I don't really see a difference. And we stop and we look at our lives and it looks just like it did on Sunday. But God says, you don't need to stop. You need to keep going like this is a grind, right? You got to keep going. You got to stay in there. You got to focus on me. You got to make me a priority every single day. You got to take captive those thoughts that go negative and look at gratitude and what you have. And so he says, you just keep going because whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, God says, if there's anything excellent or praiseworthy in it, you just focus on me and the peace which transcends all understanding. Listen, it will guard your hearts. It'll guard your mind if you just focus on him. You just keep on going. And he says, my peace will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Listen, the enemy wants to get you and I focused on the negative. He wants to hear us complain all the time. But when you and I 
we'll focus on God and focus on what we have to be grateful for. When we reject the negativity, God will replace it with a peace that will overflow your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And then, perhaps then, even in the middle of a time with a lot of negativity and a lot of things, quite honestly, to be worried about and to be negative about and to complain about, maybe you'll find that there is truly is a cure, a little miracle called gratitude. Gratitude. Would you bow your heads with me? Would you close your eyes? Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that you're on the throne and that you are a good, good Father, one that we can trust no matter the circumstances. Father, I thank you today for your word and I pray today that as we take this in, God, that we would not just be motivated for a moment, but that we would have a deep understanding and a motivation to put into practice what you've taught us through your word today. If you find yourself as a Christ follower and you've been negative, you've been complaining more and more and more. You need a good jug of gratitude. Ask God to help you. Focus on all that you've been blessed with. What you have to be grateful for. And that his ways are above any other ways and you trust him if you're in that boat type amen in the chat would you and for those of you listen there's some of you sitting here watching this today that would say I don't have that peace that you're talking about boy I would love to have that peace but I don't know listen until you know the prince of peace there'll be no lasting peace in your life you see, I want to introduce you to Jesus, God's one and only son, where the Bible says God so loved you that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to live but to die. And the reason was this, to pay for your sins and mine, to pay for all the things you did wrong, all the mistakes that you've made, the decisions that were life-changing, the things that you're oh so sorry for and that you regret. You see, God so loved you, he allowed Jesus to die in your place. When Jesus hung on a cross and shed his blood, he did it to pay for sin, but not his sin, yours and mine. For whoever would put their trust in him, he was the only one perfect. And yet he died for all of us imperfect people. Why did he do it? because God wants a personal relationship with you. And your sin broke that relationship. So Jesus came and lived and died and paid for your sins so he can become a bridge to get a sinful person like you and I back to our holy God that created us. Listen, if that's you today, I'm not talking religion, I'm talking a relationship. But if you've never turned over ownership of your life to Jesus, it's the greatest decision you can ever make. And it's a gift that you only have two choices to do with. Either you receive it or reject it. The price has already been paid for your sins if you'll receive the gift. Forgiveness is available for you for everything you've ever done or ever will do wrong. 
and you can't do it for you. But God did it through his son, Jesus. Who would refuse such a gift? I don't understand. But if that's you today, make certain today. Make certain that you've received God's gift of eternal life, forgiveness in your heart. And here's how you do it. If you'll just ask Jesus to come inside, ask him to forgive you of your sin, he will. Ask him to become Lord and Savior of your life by faith. And from this day forward, you'll follow him. He's boss. He's Lord. His ways are higher than yours. And follow him. If that's you, make this your prayer right where you're at today. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for sending your son to die on a cross for me so I could experience forgiveness. Jesus, right now, I turn over ownership of my life to you. I receive you by faith as my Lord and my Savior. And from this day forward, I belong to you. I've been adopted into your family. And I am so grateful to you for sacrificing your life for me. And for the rest of my days and for all eternity, I will walk with you. And I say thanks. And I give you all the praise because you deserve it. In Jesus' name. And everybody typed, amen. Amen. Listen, if you know someone that could benefit from a good jug of gratitude, share this. It'll be on YouTube. Pass it along. Share the link. Share it on your social media. Please do. This could be a life changer for people that you know and love. And then next week, 1030, we're going to be right back in part three, week three of Now What? And we're going to talk about something that many are thinking, what now about Crossroads Community Church? What now? What now about the school that we've been meeting in? What now about our building that is under construction? When can we meet face to face? All of those things I'm going to address next week. So you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Hope you have a great Memorial weekend. Remember the sacrifice of all those that went ahead of us. Remember the ultimate sacrifice, God sacrificing his son for us. Think about those things as you're grilling or hanging out. And remember that we serve a God whose ways are way above ours. See you next week. Have a great week. God bless. We're praying for you. Can't wait to see you. Take care.